Welcome back to Looking Above. We are so glad to have you with us again this week as we talk about prayer. Mm. Today, I am so happy to have you join us. We are going to be talking about intercessory prayer, yeah. which is not one of my strong suits, but I think it is. Karen is so good at it. And so we are both going to learn from her together. <laughs> but first, let's start out with prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come humbly before you and just thank you for this time that we have together, um, Karen and I, and then even just everybody that is listening with us. Lord, as always, I just ask that you interpret what we're trying to say to the hearts of those that are listening. Um, and if they're like me and this is a weaker area of prayer, Lord, just help us to learn and understand and grow in it. Um, and I just pray that as I know, it's one of Karen's strengths, just that she can or that you use her to teach us about this type of prayer. Um, Lord, thank you um, for giving us the authority through Jesus to even come to you to intercede on others' behalves. Um, we thank you and we love you and we praise you in Jesus's name. Amen. Yay. So Karen, yeah. <laughs> tell us about intercessory prayer. I feel like a lot of people know what it is, mm -hmm. but I think that maybe there's, um, like a very, I don't want to say shallow, but kind of like not very deep mm -hmm. view of what it is. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we get stuck in like the third grade Sunday school yeah <laughs> view of of intercessory prayer you know when at the end of class the teacher says does anyone have any prayer requests and then everyone talks about their sick dog and mm -hmm. their um best friend's grandma's boyfriend who got cancer you know which yeah yes those are things that we can pray about and um that we need to we need to consider you know the things that are on our heart but yeah intercessory prayer is praying on behalf of someone. It's taking someone else's needs to the Lord and, mm -hmm. um, and interceding. So going in between that person and God, it's, it's the intermediary, the go between. Mm -hmm. um, we see this idea set up in the old Testament through the priests. This is what the priests did in the yeah. old Testament. They went between the people and God. They were the intermediary. And so they were the ones doing the sacrifices. They were the ones who were, you know, taking what the people had and, and presenting it to God and, and going in between the two. Um, and then, of course, Jesus comes on the scene and he's called our great high priest. And there's mm -hmm. several places that we can look to in the New Testament that'll talk about that. I think Hebrews chapter four is probably, in my opinion, one of the better places, you know, but it talks, I think it's around verse 14, but it talks about the fact that Jesus is our great high priest. Mm -hmm. So he you know, God appointed him as priest. He is now the intermediary. He is our intercessor. So when we think about what God, um, what Jesus is now doing as he is in heaven, he has now entered into this role as our high priest, as our intercessor. And, you know, when Jesus died, when, you know, when he died, when we read the story of Easter and his death, we remember there's that one little detail in there that says that the curtain in the temple was torn mm -hmm. and the curtain in the temple what was what separated the holy of holies, the most holy place, the place where people did not go except for the, you know, the high priest, like mm -hmm. on one day a year, you know, like he got to go in there only on very special occasion. People were not allowed in there. And that curtain that separated that tour. Mm -hmm. And so we see in that, like the veil that was between us and God, the thing that was separating us in Jesus's work in his death was removed. Mm -hmm. We now have access to God that before only the priests do, but he entered into this role where he is now the go-between, mm -hmm. you know? And so he, in his humanity has just bridged this gap. Yeah. It's, it's, all very hard to understand yeah. for us, but he has bridged this gap where now we can talk to the father and he is taking our requests and 
sanctifying them, purifying them and, and taking them to God on our behalf. And so there is a piece of this in which we need to remember that Jesus is our intercessor and mm-hmm. he is perfecting our prayers. So I don't want us to walk away from this discussion today and feel like, oh, shoot, if I don't do it right, my prayers are going to fail because we have to remember that Jesus is between us and God's still doing that communicating for us. So Mm -hmm. he's going to refine our prayers. Yeah. But we do play a role in this. And there's, you know, there's a lot to it. And you and I have been talking before we started filming um, because there is this weak view yeah. of prayer. Um, and I, I don't want to say that in a condescending mm-hmm. way and say, well, we pray really weak prayers, but we do. And, yeah. and I have too. I mean, we all have. And as we grow and learn more about prayer and more about intercessory prayer, then we're learning the power and the authority that we have in prayer. And we start to realize that Prayer for a sick puppy, you know, Mm -hmm. not that it's not God's heart, but that we can do so much more. Yeah, our prayers have (laughs) power. We can do so much more than pray on behalf of our pets. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, and yes, like that is so near and dear to a child's heart. And I think that's beautiful when a child enters into that. But then there is this time when we grow up and mature in our faith. And I'm sure I'm offending someone by saying that, but we, we grow up and we mature in our faith and and we're going to talk more about this. And we realize that there are just bigger things to be bringing to the Lord much bigger. Well, even as you said, um, with like Jesus coming and tearing the veil mm-hmm. and going before God for us, that that's why we end prayers with in Jesus name or in your son's name, mm-hmm. because he's given us that authority to go to God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we take that lightly. I think we sometimes just say it. Oh, sure. Just it, I feel like prayers it. can just be words. And oh, I think that is where wrote. Yes. we are sometimes. And so I've been really digesting this chapter that we read um, and just the depth of intercessory prayer that I don't mm-hmm. think that I have before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that saying in Jesus's name, like I come before you in Jesus's name and, and I have mm-hmm. authority in Jesus's name. Mm-hmm. I think that it holds such power, but we don't see that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the power of our prayer. Right. Right. So what we say it without thinking about it, Mm -hmm. if we thought about it, like, what is the, what is the purpose? Why would we even say that? Why would we even say in Jesus name? Because he's given us the authority. He came for us. I don't know, I guess like for me and what I've been explaining to Quinn is like, Jesus came to he gives you the authority Mm -hmm. to speak this Mm -hmm. over whatever it is she's praying, as Mm -hmm. long as, you know, it's in the will of God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been trying to teach her about authority, but really I've been learning about it myself. Right. Which is the amazing thing about being a parent, right? Yeah. We learn as we teach. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so I'm learning. I didn't know as much as I thought about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I guess it's kind of like speaking authority Mm -hmm. over whatever it is you're praying Mm -hmm. because you know, your prayer holds weight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that what you were thinking or what were you thinking? Yeah. Well, I think we, we do it scripturally. Oh, well, yes. Jesus told us Mm -hmm. to, right. right? So, um, various, various places, but John 16, 23 and 24, truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, whatever you ask of the father in my name he will give it to mm-hmm. you until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So he he's looking at them and he says, until now, mm-hmm. you haven't been praying in my name. So I think a cursory glance at this is why we do what you said we do. So we pray what we want to pray and then we tack on at the end in Jesus name. Amen. Right. And we think, okay, now I said in Jesus name. So now I'm going to get it. 
I honestly think that I used to do it because I just thought that's what you did. Mm -hmm. Like I never knew, I guess, or I had never put much thought into why we did it Mm -hmm. or the power that that holds. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that I'm alone in that. Right. Oh, no. (laughs) So. So, yeah, some of it is just that's what we've been taught. mm -hmm. This is how we pray. And and I think we've been taught that because of these verses, you know, so we've just kind of handed down this. Well, if you say in Jesus name, then that's kind of like we talked about last week about the um the vending machine yeah. like we have to have exact change mm-hmm. you know we we need to do this is this is part of the formula mm-hmm. in order to get it and i very graciously kindly humbly say i think we've got it all wrong mm-hmm. because yes that is something that we can say but it's not the words. It's not the formula. It's yeah. not a formula. So we need to have a better understanding of what it means to pray in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Right. So part of that is what you're saying. Part of that means that we are praying with authority. So if I'm praying in Jesus name, I'm praying in the authority of Jesus. Right. So like if, if I sent not me. If a king sent you, <laughs> I have no authority. <laughs> if a king sent you as his delegate to go represent him to another country, you would say, I come on behalf of King George, you know, whoever right. it is, mm-hmm. right? Like I come in his name. I am his delegate. I am doing this on his behalf. And so because we have been adopted into the kingdom, because we are sons and daughters, because of what Jesus did that brought us into this relationship, we now can bear his name, right? And we do that to the whole world, right? We show the whole world his name. So when we are walking around, right, we are the living church. I am carrying the presence of God with me everywhere. I go. I do the same thing in prayer. I'm carrying the living God inside of me. I am praying in Jesus name, literally with his authority behind me because of what Jesus has done. Yeah. I have power to pray powerful prayers, asking big things of God because my God Jesus has already defeated death, has already defeated sin, has already done the work necessary to provide atonement for my sins, to provide forgiveness, to provide eternal life. He's already accomplished this. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when I'm praying in his name, I'm praying with the authority of the blood of Jesus behind me. Yeah. Last week, we also said it's not a genie. God is not a genie mm-hmm. or a lamp. Or mm-hmm. I think that's how we mm-hmm. worded it. Right. Um, and so when you're saying that, when you're saying we pray with authority and we know that it will come, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean God, I would like a million dollars in Jesus name. <laughs> right. so, so that takes us to that. To, a little yeah, bit. So that takes us to, I think the second aspect or Mm -hmm. the rest of the understanding of praying in Jesus name. And that is that when we are praying in Jesus name, we need to have an understanding of the biblical concept of name. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, um, but in Bible times, a person's name was who they are. Mm -hmm. Their name conveyed meaning. It told us something about them. So when we, and goodness, I've been looking at this recently, like all over scripture. And as we're reading through the Psalms, like it's just saying like things about in the name of God or God's name or your name be praised or, you know, like your name be praised. Like who's going to say, oh, Karen, what a cool name. Like that's not what that means. Right. And of course, in our society, Karen is not interpreted that way. No one's ever going to say what a cool name. But but it's not saying like, oh, God, you have an awesome name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, right. That's not what it's saying. It's saying like your name is your character. It is who you are. So if I am praying in Jesus name, I am praying in his character. I am praying what Jesus would pray. Yeah. So that is where we take this 
third grade understanding of prayer and, you know, Jesus helped me with my test. Jesus helped me with this. Keep me healthy. Keep me safe, whatever. And now we say, okay, God, I need to become more like your son so that I can pray in his name. In other words, so that I can pray in accordance with God's will Mm. in every instance. When I am praying, I'm not praying what Karen wants. I'm praying what God wants. Mm -hmm. That's praying in Jesus name. And that takes our prayers to a whole other level of just unleashing the power because that's what he says. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. In other words, you guys had a very shallow faith. You've been praying weak prayers. Like, yes, you've been faithful in praying, but your prayers have not been powerful or effective because you weren't praying what I would be praying. Right. Yeah. So this is where, again, I say this sounds daunting and I don't want everybody to be like, well, I'm not that kind of a Christian. I clearly don't know what Jesus would pray. You know, press pause. I'm walking away from this Um, because we do need to remember that Jesus is praying on our behalf. Mm -hmm. But there is so much growth that we can do in prayer Mm -hmm. in this. And it will change your prayer life. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we, as we grow in the likeness of Jesus, our prayers change. And um, when we think about prayer and when we think about intercessory prayer, our prayers on behalf of someone else, we are hoping to affect the life of someone else. That's what we're doing in intercessory prayer. But we need to realize that every time we pray, we are being changed. Mm-hmm. So I think this begs the question, right? Like if we, we get to this point and we say, okay, this just sounds daunting. Like, how am I ever going to know what Jesus's will is? How do I pray in accordance with his name? Like in accordance with his character, all of this, then, mm-hmm. we, you know, how, how do I do that? That's where I think we get stuck, right? Yeah. And we're like, well, then I don't know what to pray or maybe I shouldn't pray because my prayers aren't going to be effective because now you're telling me that just saying in Jesus name is not enough. Yeah. How do I get there? So do you have thoughts? Yeah. On that? Which I don't think we're not saying that your prayers are not effective. Mm-hmm. Um, God is listening to you. But mm-hmm. and like you said, Jesus is interceding on your behalf. Mm-hmm. But there is this stepping stone when you do mature in your faith, like you said, where your prayers change and they do, they become more powerful mm-hmm. and honestly more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and one way that I know that I have experienced that and I've felt more in line with what Jesus would be praying is by what I talked about last week, um, listening to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of connects the, that restful right, prayer right. and this intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. But so abiding in God and mm-hmm. in Jesus. And what is abiding? Abiding. So, well, that's where I would say like resting in being with. Um, so the passage that talks about this most would be John chapter 15, the mm-hmm. vine and the branches yeah. passage, right? And um, Foster talked about this mm-hmm. in the book. He He said, to abide we have to learn to be a branch (laughs) yeah be a part of or connected to right right to draw from right so um a branch cannot live severed from the vine no then you're a stick (laughs) right right dry (laughs) up and as as the passage says be thrown in the fire and Mm -hmm. burned so it is plugging into and receiving from the vine. From the vine. Everything. Yeah. Nourishment, really. Spiritual nourishment. Um, so what, I mean, what does that look like? Like you, you are the queen of practicality. Like how do we do that? How do we live abiding? And I know both of us at one point considered abide as our word of the year this year. You did. And I think I considered it because I've felt like I'm not doing the best at it. (laughs) But I would say that abiding is kind of like disciplined, um, resting Mm -hmm. in and spending time with Jesus is my main way, I think, of abiding and and getting my thoughts in line with his, but also his word 
Mm -hmm. reading his word, Mm -hmm. Um, doing those Mm -hmm. spiritual disciplines is how I've found abiding in him is for me. John 15, seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I think that's interesting. Like if you abide in me and my words abide in you, mm-hmm. um, we get power from the word. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his word needs to live in us. What is scripture? Scripture is Jesus revealed in word, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus was God <laughs> revealed in flesh. And then we have the word, the, you know, the Bible, the word of God is revealing further, like in written word, who he is. So if, if God's word is in us, God's word is in us. It's the same thing. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Mm -hmm. So when we look at praying in Jesus name, how do we come to the place of praying in Jesus name? It's through his word. Mm -hmm. That's how we know him and his character. And yes, mm -hmm. that's how we know what his will is. The more that we are just soaking in his word, Mm -hmm. receiving it, letting it change us, change our hearts, change our will. Yeah. Then we're going to, we will be changed. We will know what we're to pray for. Mm -hmm. And it happens. I feel like, I, like I said, I'm not the best at this, but for me, it's happened. It, it did take discipline, but then it happens more organically when you start to pray mm-hmm. and you kind of know what to pray mm-hmm. and what not to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, but that takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk more about this in the room this week, but a huge part of intercessory prayer, I think you already said this, is listening. Mm-hmm. We have to be listening. We have to be asking God what it is that he wants us to pray for. So some of this, we just inherently know, like I know because I've read enough about Jesus that Jesus is saying like his whole purpose here was to bring his father glory. So I know that if I'm going to pray that God be glorified, I'm praying in Jesus will. So Mm -hmm. some of it, like we just have a knowledge. Yeah. Or loving others or yeah. Right. But then we have this other component where Jesus said, it's going to be even better. You guys are going to be even more powerful when I go to the father, because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the advocate, Mm -hmm. and he will give you knowledge that you would not otherwise have. Yeah. He will guide you into all truth. You know, so we, we look at this and really like you could look at this whole section in scripture, if you want to look at it more closely is John 13 to 17. And Jesus is explaining all of this to his disciples, but he's telling them like, when I go, not only am I going to be your intercessor, but I'm going to send you one who's going to tell you how to pray, Mm -hmm. you know, who's going to tell you what you should be praying for so that you can pray in accordance with my will. And so when, when we get like, when we're talking about the vending machine, exact change, when we're looking for the formula, this is the formula. Mm-hmm. We pray in accordance with his will out of abiding with him. We pray in accordance with his will out of listening to the spirit. Mm-hmm. We pray in his name, you know, because we have the power and the authority that has been given to us as adopted sons and daughters because of the work that Jesus has accomplished. Yeah. You know, it, it's all of these pieces. So it doesn't, it's not mystical. Yeah. Um, but it still feels daunting. It does. It does for me. But like you said, um, and you said this before we were recording, um, we were having a conversation about this and you were saying that I, we talked about last week, restful prayer is something that I feel like I understand better. I know Mm -hmm. better. I can Mm -hmm. do it better. Um, And you are very good at interceding and, and action and let's do this. And I pray all night. Like (laughs) you're so good at that. Um, But like you said, there's different parts of the body of Christ Mm -hmm. and we all have different gifts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
you may be feeling that too. And if you are somebody that is better at listening, like Karen and I talked about Mm this, um, I can hear and I listen, not that she can't, Mm -hmm. but I am better at sitting still and listening. God, what do you, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Um, And Karen is so good at the action. So I just, just think it's really cool that everybody has different strengths and that they all come together. And Jesus is absolutely fighting on all of our behalves. The danger that we want to stay away from is saying, well, I'm good at this. I'm only going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, it's the same thing with you know spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. and you know, well, I'm not good at silence and solitude, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, you know, no, we can't. We can't do that. Like we, and especially intercession. Yeah. We are all called to be intercessors. Yes. This is not a. If um, you you're want not to, good at it, yeah. Or I'm not good at it, so I'm not going to do it. That is our role. And First mm-hmm. um, Peter talks about the fact that we are a royal priesthood mm-hmm. and that is our role. Like we are priests. So we are intercessors. This is part of our role as believers. We are to intercede. But yes, I think that is where we derive power in the body. And so, you know, when Jesus says, when he goes in and he clears the temple, right. And he's upset with these people who are changing money and selling things and doing so for selfish gain and not for the reason that they should have been selling mm-hmm. things. Um, he comes in and he's flipping tables and whipping the whip. And, and he says, you know, you have made this a den of thieves and my house is to be a house of prayer. Mm-hmm when we think about that and we think about the fact that we as the body of Christ are to be a house of prayer. And I think that same passage in first Peter, and if I'm wrong, I will correct it in the notes on this, but that same passage talks about us being built into like this house or this temple, like we are living stones, right? So we are the house of prayer. Mm-hmm. We collectively as the body of Christ are the house of prayer. So you take that and then you take all of our gifts mm-hmm. and we bring that together in prayer. Power that we can't even fathom. Right can be unleashed when we come together, when we bring all of our tools in our toolbox and we're, you know, and we say like, listen, like you are so good at hearing, you know, or my, you know, my Kalena, she like, hears God, like he's speaking to her all the time. And she's like, mom, this is what he's telling me. Like we take that. And then we take some people who are like, I am gifted in intercession Mm -hmm. or I am gifted in faith. And so I can pray like pray down the gates of hell. Like I am going to pray until something is changed. Mm -hmm. We put that all together and I think we could be unstoppable as a church. But we have to come together and we have to be the house of prayer. Right. And there's so many people, and I'm not saying this in a way to condemn you, but that are scared of right. We're afraid. Yeah. We're afraid to pray. We're afraid to pray with someone else. We're afraid to pray out loud. We're afraid to, and, you know, and I'm seeing this semester in the room, I'm hearing these stories from the ladies that are leading and they're saying, my ladies in my group have never prayed out loud before. And now they're doing it every week. Like we're praying out loud in each other's midst and, and they're feeling this power come over them that they've not experienced before. Like there is great power in prayer. And praying together and out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like the book of James tells us that we're supposed to pray over each other, confess your sins and pray over each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Like we look at what James is telling us, like we need to be praying over each other, but why? Because it's powerful. Like it's effective. It's going to do something and we have to go into it, believing that. Yeah. And not, and when you go into it, believing that you suddenly stop caring what anyone else is thinking when you're going before God as a group, you're humbled because you are all going before God. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephen and I pray together. We aren't, we're always good at it, but we are okay at it now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had some people ask me how I got over 
that fear of mm-hmm. praying in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it was awkward at first when we first mm-hmm. started praying together. But I was like, but really, it's just me and my husband going before God together. I feel like when I'm praying vulnerable things, he's just there with me. If anything, it mm-hmm. it brings us closer together. Mm-hmm. But also it puts us in our place before God, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that, so there's, you have to have the vulnerability to pray with others. Right. right. But then there's the other side of like, I have to be vulnerable enough to say what I need mm-hmm. or to say what's going on, mm-hmm. to say oh, my child is sick or I'm scared. Else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that others can intercede on your behalf right. or, right. yeah, or so you can yeah. intercede on others. We cannot be the body in isolation. Yes. We cannot do this. If we have a need. And I just say, well, I'm just going to sit in my house quietly and pray for myself. Mm -hmm. We will not see the power of intercession. We will not see the power of being the body because we have not allowed someone else to enter into it with us. Scripture commands us to pray for each other. Mm -hmm. Scripture commands us to bear each other's burdens. This, I think, is one of the primary ways that we bear each other's burden. When I see you hurting, And I say, I'm going to step into this. I'm going to walk into this battle with her and I'm going to intercede on her behalf. Mm -hmm. Your ability to bear up under whatever burden has come against you has just increased Mm -hmm. because it's no longer just on your shoulders. But now I'm saying like, I'm going to come under that too. We're going to carry this together. Mm -hmm. And I do that through my prayers. We have been called to this ministry. Like we think about that when I talk about the power of prayer, the ability that we have to come and take some of the load off of someone else is incredible. Now, I will say that as one who has very much been called to intercede in this season, God has put this on my heart that this is a role that I am to step into. And I was telling you earlier I have always been interceding. Mm -hmm. I have not always been an intercessor. And I feel like now this is part of my identity. Like God has Mm -hmm. said, you are an intercessor. This is what I'm calling you to do right now. Being an intercessor is hard, exhausting work. Mm -hmm. There have been days, and you know this, where I have not been able to leave my bed because the work of praying for someone else has so exhausted my physical body that I can only lay and pray. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I mean, there, there was a day here at work recently where we had a friend who was going through a trial. And we, I mean, we both felt it that day mm-hmm. where the work that we were being called to do in praying on her behalf was so weighty. It literally was exhausting us. Like I called you and you were like, I was just laying on my couch. I didn't even think I could get up. Yeah. I was sitting in my office like this on my chair. Like I don't have the strength to hold up my head right now because all the energy in my body was being put into praying on our friend's behalf. Mm-hmm. So when I like, when I talk about intercession and all of us aren't called to be intercessors in it to that extreme maybe, but we're all called to intercede. And there are times when we will all be called to enter into something with someone or on someone's behalf. Yeah. And I think that's where the difference lies of, of those prayers for those, I don't want to say immature because that doesn't sound nice, but those prayers that are not as deep um, when you're praying lightly for someone Mm -hmm. versus this interceding. And that is that you are going in it with them. You are helping bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between praying for someone and interceding for someone. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there is not wrong prayer, right? right? And we we have to understand that all of this is growth and a journey. And what we're talking about, you know, it's the same thing as um, 
being fed spiritual milk versus being fed spiritual like depths and steak, mm-hmm. right? Like we all grow. We don't give a baby a steak. We give them the bottle and we need to grow to that. And so you start where you are and you mature in this by doing it, mm-hmm. by continuing to pray over and over and learning as you go. And a year ago, I was not where I am now in prayer. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say too, because you were saying how weighty it can be and and it can be, but also I've watched like how your relationship with God has like flourished mm-hmm. being in this with him, because that's what you're doing is like partnering with Jesus mm-hmm. and seeing that there is fruit of it. It's not all hard. I mean, it is just on the behalf of someone else. Yeah. No, in you. you. Yes. When you are interceding for someone Mm -hmm. else. And I've seen change in others through intercession, through Mm -hmm. the intercession that you've been doing recently. I think part of that, um, and he talks about this in the chapter when he talks about what was the word that he used? Supplication. It it means to ask with earnestness, intensity, and perseverance, Mm -hmm. not giving up. I think part of the growth that we see in us through intercession is that we learn so much when we don't get what we pray for the first time. Mm -hmm. When we have to humbly Mm -hmm. keep going back to God and saying, God, this is what I believe you want to do here, but you haven't done it yet. And so I'm going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep coming back. And one of my favorite stories Jesus told was of the persistent widow. And you can just Google it and find the the story of the persistent widow. But basically this in this story, this woman keeps going to a judge and saying, intervene on my behalf against my adversary. And the judge is like, Nope, because he's just, you know, he's like a cold hearted judge right in this story. And she just keeps coming and she keeps coming and she keeps coming to him. And finally, he's like, "Okay, like, I'm not even a good man, but you have worn me down Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you what you asked for. And the idea is that God, who is so good and so gracious and so loving, so much better than this earthly judge, if we persist you know, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. He is going to come through. But there is something that is refined in us, something that is learned, matured in us by the process of keeping on, of continuing to go. There are times when we ask God something in prayer and it's selfish And we can keep on asking and it's never going to happen. But when we know what I'm asking you for is what you want in this situation. And I know it is God. He changes us as we just keep going back to him over and over and over. And I think so many times we are tempted to give up on prayer because, well, I didn't get it the first time. So... I guess I asked wrong, or Mm -hmm. I guess that wasn't your will, or I guess prayer isn't that effective. And then we give up and walk away. Do you remember the illustration that he used of the light illustration? Oh, yeah. He said, um, it's like turning on a light switch. And if the light doesn't turn on, you're like, well, electricity doesn't work or electricity doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's that idea that, We can't give up just because we didn't get it the first time. Mm. And I think that's where God is growing me is that I know some things that he wants to do. Like he has revealed to me some things that he wants to do, but they haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And so it is growing my faith in him as I just keep going back and saying, okay, God, I believe you want to do it. I believe you're going to do it, mm-hmm. but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to be that persistent widow. Like I've literally told him I will be that persistent widow. <laughs> like you should not give me the task of partnering <laughs> with you in prayer unless you want to hear from me. Cause I'm going to keep asking, <laughs> you know, like I've got to keep coming back and I'm going to keep beating on your door until you do it. Mm-hmm. That's where we find not just power and intercession, but change in us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I get fired up about this. Like I get real excited about it 
because I think there's so much power that we are missing out on because we don't believe that we have authority when we pray. Mm -hmm. We don't believe that it's going to change things when we pray. We don't believe that we can keep coming until we see it happen. Like we just have such weak faith when it comes to prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, like, I keep praying, like, God, give me faith. Like, I want to be not just faithful to keep praying, but I want to be faith filled that I am going to see you do big things. Yeah. And that fire that he's giving you, you've been giving to others. You've been lighting others on fire. <laughs> and I've just been watching it, though. And I'm one of those people that you're lighting on fire. <laughs> Arson? <Jesus>. Yes. <laughs> but, and it does, though, like that, those prayers, that faith, it changes you. It changes what you're praying for. It changes others around you that are watching you pray. And there's just a lot of fruit to it. Um, it's been really, really cool to watch. But also there is something to be said about, which I know we've kind of touched on this, but praying together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we had that friend that we felt like we needed to intercede for, um, and actually we had a friend that asked us to intercede for them mm -hmm. and it was more powerful and less weighty when we shared mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would encourage you to also have a group that you can do that with your life groups or your, yeah, some close friends that right. can intercede with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it alone. Don't bear up under that and feel like you have to carry the weight of that or of everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you were saying that earlier, like we don't all have to pray on behalf of every single person. <laughs> every single thing. Yeah. Right. That it, and that's, again, where we need to listen and say, God, is this something that you want me to enter into? Am I to come on behalf of my sister? Like, is this where you want me to pray? Mm -hmm. um, one place as parents that I think we're always called to pray is on behalf of our children. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you do very well. You go to the Lord on behalf of your children and you do pray with authority over them and for God's will in their lives. And, you know, I've, you've told me like you pray, you go room to room in your house and you pray over your house and you pray mm -hmm. over your people. This is something that if you are a parent, you don't have to question. Is this somebody I'm supposed I be, to be praying interceding for? for you? Right. Right. Like God has given them to you. Mm -hmm. That is part of your role in their life yeah. is to pray over them. And that's, where I'm finding great power in recently and great conviction in praying over my children and seeing God move yeah. in their lives because I am interceding for them, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to see God do great things through my life. But even more than that, I want to see God do great things through their lives. Mm -hmm. And so if I can go between them and God, if I can bear some of the burden so that they can be unleashed to do holy things in this world, then that is not just my honor. That is my privilege. Mm -hmm. You know, that is my joy to be spent on their behalf. And when I say I've spent days on my bed, some of those days have been on behalf of my children. Yeah. So start there. Like if you're like, I don't even know where to start. If you have family, start praying for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. This one, I love it. I love it. And I know it's. <laughs> I was one of those people that felt daunted even just mm -hmm. coming in today, but I do feel better about it. So if you are feeling daunted and you were like, I'm just going to start where I'm at, that's what I'm going to do too. So we'll do it together. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it just keeps saying, God, what, you know, who do I pray for? Show me. Yeah. Show me, mm -hmm. you know, and I was just talking to a woman yesterday and she said, Karen, something you taught me years ago was that um, when someone shares something with you, don't just say, I'll be praying for you, pray for them mm -hmm. right then, you know, and that's such a powerful way that we can 
start our intercessory journey. Mm-hmm. When you're with someone and they're sharing something hard in that moment, you know, when you feel that, because you do, you feel mm-hmm. it, you know, like you feel that tug, like, oh, wow, that's hard. Like, I feel compassion for them. Use that to spur you to say, hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. And then do it like right then and there. And it might be clunky at first and you might not be praying with authority. Like I'm a pray with authority, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We learn to pray by praying. Mm-hmm. So just do it. Just start pray for people as you have opportunity and God's going to refine that and grow that. And I mean, yeah, we will all be blazing fires and just, you know, like Karen will let you all on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Burn people. (laughs) We, we have such a powerful ministry. I just think there is so much. We just have to take hold of the authority that Jesus has given us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And if you want to talk more about this, look me up. Like, let's talk. <laughs> like, I can get real fired up about this. Be like, good. I really, I, I think we are barely scratching the surface of prayer when we talk about intercessory prayer mm-hmm. and what, what we could be unleashing in this world. I agree with you. <laughs> yes. So thank you for joining us and we hope that you are encouraged to, to be unleashed, you know, to go out and learn who Jesus is and sit with him and pray from a place of authority, pray from a place of knowledge that Jesus is doing the work, that he is going between us and God, that he's going to refine it. It's not all on you. You don't have to get everything perfect, but also that you have power. You have power in this world as Christ's ambassadors, as one who bears his name. And you have a calling. Yeah. Like you said, even if we are not called to be intercessors, we are called to intercede. Yes. So start. Yeah. 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 We will end with that. And as always, we will encourage you to keep looking above. above.